And welcome to the happy hour. The always fun. Semi-informative. Always relevant. And slightly irreverent. Happy hour talk show presented by Acro Summit. So whether you're on your way to work. Or on your way home from work. Or you're bored at work. Hop in an episode and take a quick shot of the happy hour. Hey, we're here with Thomas Pan. How you doing, Thomas? Doing well. Good morning. Excited to have an happy hour in the morning with y'all. Yeah. So I am Louis Tenge, the founder of App Growth Summit, and she is... Ariel Niedermeyer, the queen... Oh, no. Director of content at App Growth Summit. You are the queen of content as Thank well. Thank you. I'm glad that you, you came in and popped in with that correction. Yes. I just want to make sure it was... Yeah. <laughs> I, I recognize who you are. So, Thomas, we hear that you're into shoes. Yes, I am. Specifically sneakers. Um, f- compared to many people who might be listening to this podcast, you could consider me a, a late bloomer, so to say. Got interested a couple years ago in 2018 in a serious way. My girlfriend actually sort of introduced me to the world of Adidas Ultra Boosts, and then it turned to Jordans, and now I have a healthy small collection of 30 pairs um, <laughs> that I wear, um, and... I just moved about 15 shoe boxes outside from the closet due to complaints from um, her and uh, put it on top of my shoe boxes, uh, shoe box rack. So, you know, it's a little bit more of a visual reminder to either sell them or get rid of them or unbox them and actually wear and appreciate them. So, um, I, I like to jokingly call myself a baby sneakerhead <laughs> because um, I'm not willing to shell out, you know, a couple thousand dollars for the coolest things, maybe just yet. Um, but I'm getting there. So would you? Would it be safe to say that you have more shoes than your partner? I do. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you asked either of us a couple years ago or any of my friends, I think that would be a little bit surprising. But um yeah, I, I guess you could say it's a little bit of a hobby and passion of mine outside of just work. And uh, it's fun if you ever come to visit, you sort of see the shoe racks, hers and mine. Um, and it's turned into a little bit of a interior decor piece with the way it's displayed and all that. So it's sort of fun. Or when, when she ever complains you have too many shoes, do you ever say, this is the monster you created, baby? <laughs> it is. No, she, she's fully aware. And, you know, we, we both collect different things. She collects a lot of cups, so she gets all the kitchen shelf space. I also collect keychains. I have just about 300, a little over 300. What? Um, yeah, it's a fun fact I like to share. I, I um, have collected keychains since inadvertently at first, since I was about seven years old in grade school. My One of my first keychains was actually, don't ask me how, <laughs> but literally we drew and, and made our own keychains and it says gangsta, G-A-N-G-S-T-A uh, with hearts, you know, because that's what OGs do. Uh, <laughs> As they do. So, Gangsta so, love. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of fun little um, history with my collection. It's a great sort of reminder of all the places I've been, things I've done. Um, so yeah, a couple of collections here and there. Um, you know, not just a mobile app growth person. Um, but yeah, it's been fun sort of seeing what sort of changes in, in that world. So uh, when did you first started collecting the keychains? At what age? So around seven years old, I'd say, um, you know, for second grade. Um, and proof of that, you know, on top of the poorly written and with hearts gangsta keychain, um, also have a keychain um, of of my elementary school, John Muir Middle uh, Elementary School. So, Where's um, that? 
Uh, I'm from the South Bay, so San Jose area, okay, so Cupertino, local. San Jose. Yeah, represent. Local. Yeah, represent. <laughs> um, so, so you know, that's another validation. Like, oh my gosh, this sort of started way back when, over 20 years, uh, about 15, 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, it's fun seeing that collection grow. I have a you know six by eight court board, um, and that's pretty much on its very last legs in terms of space. So I'll have to figure out what to do next. Do you have any growth marketing keychains? That. Is I have a GDC one. Oh, I have a GDC okay. one. I explicitly went to G. I, I intentionally went to GDC not for, for the meetings, not yeah, just to get a keychain because they have a little <laughs> for your merch collection. Store. Yeah, so that was like three years ago actually. Mm. So, so other than that, not really though. So if anyone any event if AGS, oh no, you're gonna do it now. They're gonna send you keychains. Yeah. <laughs> oh Every... yeah. I hey, I'll collect them. That Every platform will, will send you a keychain now. Yeah. I don't know if that's a typical swag thing but hey send them over I'll, I'll give you the address to send them to just so we cover our bases what would be like your most coveted pair of shoes to get right now to really just impress you if someone was gonna send you a pair of shoes what shoes are you <laughs> fiending after Whoa, right now I'm not expecting anything and please do not send me anything for anyone that might be listening wink but... wink nudge nudge ad no I, I <laughs> sincerely mean it let's have a conversation but you don't 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 do that um <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean there's definitely you know different categories of shoes there's like the quote-unquote hype shoes you know that range 500 to a few thousand dollars but um I, I think my philosophy around sneakers and what got me really interested in it is not just the the fact that something's really popular and the tastemakers like it like um if you know you know like the off-white nike collabs those are great and i'd love to have one or two pairs of those but i also appreciate um the history behind it and that's sort of the way i think about a lot of things personally and professionally um and the art um of that so for example there is a a sneaker silhouette and for anyone from nike um you know the ua team there definitely understands this um or goat and StockX and those folks um you know there, there's a silhouette called the nike react element 87 and what's really cool about that is they actually did a lot of research in regards to the stress of someone walking and their gait and how that impacts, you know, how a shoe should look and fit. So they actually created sort of support buttons, so to say. Hard to describe just verbally, but if you look up the shoe, you'll see what I'm talking about. And the first color silhouettes are were basically an all white and all black. The all white is very limited and, you know, it's called the sale colorway. So that would be something I'd love to get just because of the original story behind how that silhouette was created. And at this point, can you just buy it online or do you have to order it? You can. It's only in secondary marketplaces like um, some of the apps I mentioned uh, prior. You could get it you know, on eBay or Facebook Marketplace or something. But um, yeah, a shoe like that typically retails for $160. Resale right now is around $500. So you can make money off of it. You could also just, you know, appreciate it and wear it or, you know, you could hold on to it just like a stock, literally, and see if it goes up over time or like art. That's so interesting that shoes are becoming like that where they can grow in value. Growth. Hmm. Yep. Incremental. <laughs> Incremental growth. <laughs> Okay, here's a fun question. What is your favorite dessert? Actually, let's make it more fun than that. So like the dessert cart comes out, the plastic dessert cart with all of the traditional standbys. We have key lime pie, lemon meringue pie, flourless chocolate cake, some like berry tart thing, tiramisu, and a classic cheesecake. What do you pick? I am a sucker for chocolate cake. Don't ask me why or how. It's just been a thing over the years. Um, I'm not 
a big dessert guy at restaurants and things, but when I see chocolate cake, I just gotta get it. I, call me basic, whatever you want, but I, I'm gonna own up to that. I need my chocolate cake. No, I'm the same way. I'm a chocolate girl. Nice. Yeah, totally. But yeah. so you said you're not a you're not usually a sweets person. So in the morning for breakfast, are you savory or sweet? Yeah, that that's a great question, and that might it might help explain why I don't even know why chocolate cake's a thing. I'll just get it every time. But Greek yogurt, protein shake, you know, and a breakfast bar, you know, pretty wholesome, um, hard boiled eggs, things like that. So that's literally the opposite of chocolate cake, more or less. Yeah, it's very healthy. That's very like low, <laughs> low carb, low fat. Yep. It's good. Yep. I'm yeah. just a hungry growing boy uh, <laughs> that's, you know, hitting his 30s, but I uh, I still need my chocolate cake still. Nice. And what flavor protein powder? Oh, good question. So I, right now, um, s'mores. What is one chore that you actually like doing? <laughs> that's <laughs> a funny one. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I like it. I definitely don't mind it. So borderline liking, I guess, since it's a chore, washing dishes. I don't mind washing dishes. I think I honestly have a little bit of OCD, which probably lends to why I don't mind washing dishes. But um, I've watched many documentaries about dishwashers at restaurants. And oh my gosh, I have so much respect for those people. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't mind doing for an hour or two at a time if needed. But, you know, once I cook, you know, I pretty much immediately wash the dishes and do it happily. I think that's really... um... Yeah, that that definitely, I agree with you. There's a meditative, st- okay, so my last apartment, I didn't have a dishwasher, which I was abhorrent of when I first moved in. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I wasn't used to that reality. I started washing dishes every night and you get into a meditative state when you're washing dishes, I think. I haven't thought about that way, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a little, I, I wouldn't say it's completely mindless, but you're able to sort of you know, block out whatever else is happening in the day and just focus on, you know, a relatively simple task. It's like a wax on, wax off. Yes. Sort of principle. I know you can't see it out there, but I'm doing the wax on, wax off. <laughs> and it's also a little bit of um, what I've realized over time and having, you know, even, even on the professional side, working in different companies, I think the physical manifestation of what you're trying to do, especially people who work in a very digital world like our industry, it's very fulfilling to sort of see you do something in the physical world and see the results of that immediately, more or less, right? That's not always something that we're able to see in the work that we do on a day-to-day basis, especially in this type of world. Yeah. You know, I used to be a professional dishwasher. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> he's shocked. No, I mean, well, I, when let's I was, talk about I that after that. the pod. No, I, I, lo- I, mean, I love it. It's not as interesting as being a competitive dishwasher, but no, wh- when, I was, when I was in high school, I had long hair, so no one would hire me except, gotcha. except restaurants. So I had to tie my hair back, and then that was the only job I could get was washing dishes at restaurants. So I did that and then delivered newspapers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, again, going back to the mini documentary I watched, I mean, it it is an intense job. So Mm -hmm. you really gain a lot of respect from the rest of the crew. And, you know, even in that that segment I watched, um, famous chefs oftentimes, you know, had stints as dishwashers to really understand and appreciate each part of the kitchen and how it operates and how it works. So, um, you know, lots of different parallels. Again, we're going to the professional world, but dishwashing is an underappreciated role in the kitchen. 
Okay, so now that we've chatted a little bit about your personal life, we're going to move on to a little bit of a more serious section called Talk Nerdy to Me. I love a personality test. And um, <laughs> I feel like uh, you see on growth marketing teams more and more people taking on different roles. Would you say there are different archetypes for a growth marketing team that people play? Yeah, definitely. Um, I. You know, I've had the fortune of working in multiple different verticals, all more or less within the UA world, um, whether it's in the rideshare space, in the gaming space, in the fintech space. But yeah, through my experience, I really have, you know, worn a fair number of hats in the growth marketing world, but also have observed others exhibiting stronger traits in these different archetypes and personalities. And I wouldn't say this covers everything. And of course, there's overlapping qualities of all of these. But I think some different ways to think about these personalities are, you know, one, the very analytical type of growth marketer, you know, they're able to understand numbers really well, they might have a finance or banking background. And they're really able to just um, optimize things really well, right? And that's that's a very important trait. And a lot of growth marketers need to, at, 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 at least at some degree, be able to do that well. Um, there's the manager, sort of cross-functional growth marketer. So they're great at building relationships across teams, communicating goals, communicating performance, building a narrative around that. So that's very valuable, especially in larger organizations. Um, and especially as individual contributors where they're able to figure out, okay, well, product has a release at this date because I have a regular conversation with this person. Um, you know, what does that mean for marketing? What does that mean in regards to the conversations I need with engineering to make sure that we're able to introduce this um, uh, effort uh, on the marketing side or the growth marketing side to make sure we sort of hit those deadlines and we can hit our goals. Um, there's also the deal maker, the business person, right? Um, again, they know many, if not all things related to growth marketing, but they're often running around having meetings with different partners, trying to figure out what the next big channel is, um, how to, how to get ahead of everyone else to test out. For example, probably a year, two years ago, TikTok, right? The deal maker types, you know, would have been the first ones to jump on that. So there's a lot of interesting, um, archetypes to sort of understand, especially for those that are building out teams of growth marketers. And how do you sort of unlock their quote unquote superpowers, right? I think that's something to think about as as someone building a team and sort of applying that in the growth marketing world. Oh, I just love it. Okay, superpowers. So I have so many questions. First, which archetype do you feel like right now today? Good question. Today, you could ask me probably based on the hour of the day. I mean, the <laughs> yeah. fact that I'm... I'm uh, and I, I'm fortunate, I guess, you know, probably because of my background working in so many different verticals, working in growth marketing teams ranging of just myself to, you know, one of over 50 people in a growth marketing team, you know, that has lent itself to my being much more of an agile growth marketer, which is great pros and cons, though sometimes. Um, but I would say, you know, as of this morning, I was much more of the analyst. Um, right now, I'm a little bit of a deal maker in the sense I'm, I'm here um, and, you know, sort of evangelizing whatever I'm going to talk about and what I have talked about. And yes. later in the day, more of a manager, whether it's managing up and managing down, you know, uh, uh, and, and that cross-functional team player type. Thomas, tell us how you got into growth marketing. Great question. 
Um, so I was originally, I have a finance background, so I was a, you know, in corporate finance, um, you know, was a little stale for my preference, um, being in the back office for those that have finance backgrounds, they sort of know what that means. Um, basically I just didn't interact with anyone, worked on Excel all day. Um, and that just didn't really fit my personality. So I started going on TechCrunch and realizing that as a as an outlet and resource. And I started applying to a whole bunch of interesting companies um, and eventually landed at a company called Scopely, um, big, now very, very uh, prominent gaming uh, company and uh, they took a chance on me I took a chance on them and the rest is history I guess okay so we are going to switch it up a bit and do a this or that segment I don't know if you've ever played this or that but I'm basically it's very complicated okay <laughs> I'm gonna say two different things and you have to choose one but you have to do it lightning fast don't cool. think too much lightning round let's do okay, it okay we want your real it's like a Rorschach test like yeah. let it come out like what are you really feeling text message or call text message is faster more efficient morning or evening Evening, I'm a night owl. Pancakes or waffles? Whichever one's healthier, probably, honestly. <laughs> Unless it's the weekend and brunch, like, whatever. <laughs> Sandals or sneakers? Sneakers. I already talked about that. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Generally salty, unless it's chocolate cake. There you go. Comedy or horror? Comedy. I love stand-up. Um, yeah, I saw Godfrey sign something, actually, right outside the studio. For those that know Godfrey, great stand-up comedian, New York-based. Did you uh, did you ever do stand up? I haven't. I actually have a personal note where I'm like stand up, like comedy ideas and topics. Like for example, the three years I lived in the TL. Many interesting stories there. The TL. You know what the TL is? Right? I have no idea what the TL is. Atlanta, right? Oh, ATL. sorry. Let me. Oh, uh, I thought you it's said the ATL. Tenderloin District oh. <laughs> in San Francisco. Oh. So for those that don't they call know, call it the TL. Yeah, wow, so, I'm behind. I thought it was Lower Knob Hill. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, the ATL. Yeah, yeah, that's what they like to call it, depending on which block you are, how far you are from the TL proper. But um, yeah, many interesting, fun anecdotes that could be added to a stand-up routine if I were to do it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of material in the TL. <laughs> yes. Pandas or whales? Ooh, pandas are cuter. Yeah. So that's a tough one. Yeah, like what would... You, oh, I would say whales. Why? Because I feel this like... This is what we need to know. <laughs> whales are kind of mystical, and it's just so crazy how massive they are. That's true. I find it fascinating that they're just under the water, and they're massive. Yeah, it's true. And you probably respect the whale more, whereas oh. pandas, no one really respects that they're actual bears because they're cute. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, a panda. <laughs> I feel like. Chewing on bamboo. <laughs> I think it's something about, I always want the thing I can't have too, and you can't find you really. You can have a panda? Well, no, but you can find really funny panda YouTube videos where it's like the, the people at the zoo and they're picking up the rolling pandas and oh, they're the all jiggly cubs. or whatever. Yeah. And with whales, like you can't really get that YouTube content. So it's like, I can't, I don't know what it's, I just, it's more of a mystery, so I want it. But you're Ariel the Mermaid, so I'm sure, sure you can roll around with some baby whales if you want. Yeah, just make like whale noises. Oh, that would be great. Oh my God. Make a whale noise, please. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Thomas does it first. Okay, Tom, let's make a I'll whale noise, I'll do a whale Thomas. noise if you do it. Oh, wow, okay. Now I know what this podcast is really all about. Right? <laughs> Screw this tech right, talk. Yeah, whale noises. Okay, ready? 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Promise that was I've never, no, I've never really practiced good. this before. You know no, what? That was good. As far as I know, that is accurate. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Okay. I would be like, oh my God, this is really ridiculous. Don't they do like a <laughs> She had like the extra little <laughs> they do snorkel that thing, thing. Like the clicking, or is that a dolphin? Yeah, I think that's a little bit more on the dolphin. <laughs> they're related. Okay. So there's some, yeah, they hang out. I'll do one. Okay. Mm. That was really sweet, Louis. Yeah, I'm a sweet whale. Yeah, <laughs> I'm much sweeter as a whale. One. Yeah, it was really that was sweet. I found that soothing. Like that could be on like, the calm app. Or something. I think he had just woken up. That whale just woken up and was like, like, whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cake or go. pie? <laughs> cake or pie? Cake. Oh yeah, well you did say chocolate for for the two people that are still listening at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Your answers—they're all linear, you know. Like they come back. Like you have a nice flow, you know. There's a narrative here. Um, Working alone or working on a team? Oh, a team. I I love the community feeling and uh, achieving the goals and success together. This is not an interview. (laughs) I love it. For those that think it's an interview, I'll pull this, I'll pull this episode of the podcast up and I don't have to do any talking. Yeah, just splice it up. Yeah. (laughs) Bath or shower? Oh, I just don't have enough time for baths. I should probably start taking baths, but it's What about shower. on a weekend with chocolate cake? Yeah. Yeah. You should I sit mean, there with your chocolate cake and your bubble <laughs> bath. Weekend. This weekend. This weekend. But don't take idea. off your sneakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, I love this one because it's so random. Cups in the cupboard, are they right side up or upside down? Ooh, right side up. I do right side up as well. Do you do Wait, it? really? You guys are but no, upside down or else don't you ever get nervous that there's like a bug in the glass if it's right side up? No, cuz I don't live in a place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like I think about things like crawling and then dropping and then they well, get Well, why don't you stuck. look at it? You wouldn't look at it before you pour something into it. Yeah, but you still it? have to like tip it over and what if something falls out? I just would rather I don't know. That's a, actually an interesting. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to alternate them. <laughs> I'm going to go home and make everyone up and down, up yeah. and down. Okay, last but not least, train or plane? Plane. I take it a lot more, but I like trains. Yeah. People have called me Thomas a train. So. <laughs> Was this in college? <laughs> yeah, All why? the time, just randomly. Thomas the train. Friends' kids love Thomas the train. You know, they point at me, look, it's Thomas. It's like, Wait, he's not a train. That's right. <laughs> there was that train that kids, it was a show or was it a book? Thomas the Train, right? Everything, yeah. yeah Thomas the Train has, has, has evolved into uh, a brand of all sorts. So. Yeah, right. Okay, well, fascinating. All amazing things must come to an end, Thomas the Train. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, we have to take our whale sounds and sail away. <laughs> <laughs> into the that sunset into, so i just i just made that see i'm just ad-libbing it was amazing yes thomas it was great talking to you thanks for likewise coming. thank you both for having me thank you and hopefully you can join us at a future upgrowth summit definitely have attended before and we'll continue to attend best conference ever right okay yeah <laughs> yeah okay shameless plug we'll cut that okay, <laughs> okay thanks okay, thanks everyone bye-bye hey you made it to the end of the episode Thanks for taking the journey with us, and we hope you found it exactly as advertised. Where it was mostly fun and entertaining, but we did manage to get in a little tech talk in there as well, so you can kind of tell your managers that this was actually time spent doing work stuff. Trust me, we won't tell on you. 
Please subscribe so you can get notifications every time we release an episode. And please head on over to appgrowthsummit.com. Let us know what you thought or let us know if you'd like to be a guest in a future episode or recommend the guest that would be absolutely amazing. Please tell all your friends and colleagues about the happy hour and be sure to have lots of laughs until the next episode. <laughs>